Welcome to another Avi Om episode. And this episode, I want to say right from the jump that this is perhaps one of the most informative podcasts that we have recorded. Now, it's not to say that our previous podcast didn't have the information because all of them did. I mean, of course, coming from someone who <laughs> listens to like each podcast several times, I always, I'm always getting something new. But this one, in particular, I feel it was so informative, and it's with Dr. Abe and A.V. And for those of you who don't know, we had a um, we had an event here on Saturday, and Dr. Abe he's been doing some uh, some, some research with meditation and his staff, and he's going to talk about it during the podcast. He's also going to talk about the mental state of where we're at. He's also going to refer to meditation, bringing it into the psychiatry field and just blending both of them in together. And it's just, all I have to say is that it's a great, great conversation. And he's, uh, Dr. Abe, he's a um, neurology certified psychiatry at the University of Pittsburgh. And so he, he does work there and he came here. He's now transferred to California since, and so he's working at, well, out of another uh, hospital there as he as he has done that. But the, I'm going to put his description, his bio in the um, in the show links. But again, this this conversation, I just can't say enough of how informative it is. And it's one of our you know, it's one of that I really enjoyed listening to. So once again, I want to get right into it. This is the unedited version. That is, it's the unedited version. I just added a snippet of one of AV's meditations, which is, I think, just a two-minute one. Now, it's a shorter one, but I didn't put the whole thing in there just to kind of give you an idea. But this is, again, it's unedited. This was in the studio, so you might hear some background sounds and noises, but let's just get right into this Avi Om experience. When I grow up, 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 it's this path I will follow. I will sail the seas in this ship in a bottle. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, so I was just mentioning about the study. So, how it happened was, uh, I always have. Been, I mean, I've been in medicine for a while now, and I've talked about this before. When I moved here, I was. My family has a lot of background with not taking medications and my dad suffers from bipolar disorder so he never calls it bipolar though he calls it connection he's like sometimes I'm more connected and sometimes I'm less connected so he's gotten to a point where if you talk to a doctor a psychiatrist they will say that you can never get off your mood stabilizer which is like one of the medication that you have to have when you're on bi when you have bipolar disorder um for my mom, he sometimes she's like, "Oh, did you take your medication?" But most of the time, he does not take medi medications. He he's very mindful, I would say. Uh, he does not do much of meditation, but he does a lot of mantras every day in the morning. Um, he does mantras. So I grew up with that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't believe in that that much, but something happened when I was in medical school, and then. Um, 
I just didn't like any of the subjects. Like I didn't like knowing blood numbers and blood works and viruses and bacterias. And I'm like, it's okay. I mean, what's what a rocket science in this? I mean, I'm not really doing anything creative, which I, I say it now. At that time, I, it was just a discomfort. Something I was like, just doesn't feel right. So um, I heard from someone that, uh, a, a senior of mine, who I, I'm still in touch with, he was in Mayo Clinic. And we heard, I, I, I went back and I like to go back in history. And I was blown away how Mayo Clinic was found. If you guys, re and there's actually, there is a Netflix series now. Um, if you look how Mayo brothers, they were immigrants. They came from London and um, there was a tornado. It took away the whole city and they brought back Mayo Clinic. So. Someone from Mayo Clinic wanted me to come and see and be like, okay, how about you experience how psychiatry is in the United States? And I said, Let's, let me go to the United States. Seems like there's much more awareness there, much more I can learn rather than just medications. So I came here and then second year of my, my training here, I did a webinar I, on yoga and bipolar. But really, I don't think there still is much awareness about using meditation and yoga or other modalities um, in mainstream medical science. But I kept working on it and as the universe aligns. So I came in um, touch with uh, Aviana and Chris. But I was still using a lot of my, I call it, left brain, which I, was, I have always been trained to use that things work in certain way. Um, but I started doing some of my, like, I would say mindfulness and meditation a little bit. And I have been wanting to use it for, which I run a group in my, I work in a mental health unit, uh, which I call it BAM, which Aviano also has a BAM. Uh, mine is, it says B stands for body, A is Atan, soul, and M is uh, mind. And um, so I've been thinking about, and I've been talking to Avian about it, that let's do a study in the mental health and how about we do a study on how it affects the level of stress in people that we have. Um, so finally, the study came out to be, we started working on, um, so the, the, the format of the study was that we would do a session we will invite everyone. It was all whoever wants to come in. Nobody was forced to come into that. There were a lot of red flags with patients. So we picked up our behavioral health employees, which is mostly nurses and people who are on the unit 24-7 with a high level of stress. I mean, if you walk in, I have had friends come in. I mean, Jeffrey was there when, when he would come out there and he was just sitting in my office, which is outside the unit. And um, you could feel the intense uh, intensity of it, how draining it is to your energy. And I, when I started doing this group on my unit, I started seeing the inclination of few people who wanted to be in that group of mind, body, and soul, and how they felt, they shared that how felt relieved they felt. So the study came up. So we did a session first where Aviana talked about the meditation very briefly. 
And um, she talked about her experience, which I think helped a lot of people. You talking about your surgery, and I heard a lot of feedbacks later on that they were like, this is amazing. How can a woman like not take opiates and medications and be walking when she had her, I mean, the whole femur and all that like, damaged? So they were really, really touched. And as we always talk, always share your story. Your stories, it, it echoes with a lot of people and it changes life. Very, very important to share your story. So I kind of always start with how I, I reflect back with growing in childhood and with my dad. So session happened. Um, we have 60 staff. Uh, we invited everyone. So 22 people signed up for the study. So everybody was welcomed. If you don't want to, you can leave. 22 signed up. So what did they sign up for? They signed up for a stress scale. So we did, at that time, we did a stress scale, which is called PSS, Perceived Stress Scale. How stressed you are or you've been feeling in past one month. They were given, it was a, it's, it was a big session of an hour, hour and a half. Second, we gave them a subjective happiness scale. How happy are you uh, or how happy have you been in for past one month? So they filled out those scale, uh, scales, both the scales, and they returned it back to me. It was all anonymous at that time. The packets were um, logged in a safe place. And then they were given six weeks of meditation audio. The six week of meditation audios were prepared obviously by Aviana. The, it was her like day one, day two, day two. So there were seven um, audios. So you will play them again and again, the same audios, um, but the week ones were different. So they started it on Sunday. The session happened um, on Wednesday and then they started the Sunday. They kept listening to those audios for six weeks. It was just, it started at two minutes and I, it went, it goes up. Um, but really short audios. Uh, they did it for six weeks. After completing the audio, the, they, they were given a week period of time that out of 22, whoever completed the, the audios has to fill out the same scale, the, the perceived stress scale and the subjective happiness scale, and then they have to return it back. So we can compare. They were also asked to write down, there was a demographic sheet. So they were, they were supposed to write down if something big happened. Um, for example, somebody passed away or they got a promotion or there were other factors that affected them. And it's not just meditation audios. Or was there something else that affected them too? So uh, they filled that out. There were all those details. And um, I, I was really surprised by the number of people. Um, and I always, and we were just talking about it, that how energy works, that I do think those people, and most of them had never done meditation. They have never done, practiced active meditation. So it was surprising that out of 22, 17 people turned their papers back. So, um, we just got the papers, and um, I, I will be looking forward to, we are working on publishing it them in, um, in some of the really good journals, but I just had a meeting with one of the statisticians at University of Pittsburgh, Dr. Barrar, and the number looks amazing. 
his email, and I shared it with Aviana. He says, this intervention is amazing. It, it is really, there is a number we call significance after the study is completed. So you have to, the difference in the scale has to be less than 0.01 for an intervention to be considered significant by the research group or by the, the scientific world. There has to be such a narrow. So our study had, so it has to be less than 0.01, otherwise the, otherwise the study will be, the intervention will be thrown away because it doesn't work. And it was 0.0001. So it was so close. So the study is really significant. And um, so obviously you can write about it in the papers and, and the papers journals will accept it. Plus it showed that how, so the, the, the less you go, the more effective the intervention is. Um, few, there, there were a lot of things which I think we will be sharing in the journal when we, we submit. And again, the, the whole purpose and intention of this study was definitely for that group to, to, to benefit because they are close to me. These are my staff um, who are really, really close to me and I work with them and I see as a physician, I go on the unit and I just see patients and I leave but they, they are kind of like on the battlegrounds and I'm the person sitting in my office giving commands, like a commanding person. And they are like fighting if somebody is getting aggressive or somebody is like wanting medication or throwing tantrums. So I, it, it, it was really meant to be, it was kind of close to my heart, but the intention is always for more and more people to be aware of it and read and benefit from it, which is again, the, the, the long-term our, it's purpose. It's, my, it's, it's always been my purpose. I always talk about it, that I want to connect scientific world to the spiritual world. I want to work as a bridge. It is so, it's, it's how it, I, I, and I keep figuring this out and thinking in my head on, in all my meditations about this. How can I still be connected to the, I don't want to change everyone because as you would have heard from Aviana all the time, if somebody is not ready to change, you can't change them. But there are so many people, they're like thirsty. I'm telling you, there's so many physicians, there are so many people in the medical world who are themselves tired. What do I tell my patient now? I mean, I've tried all the antidepressants in the world. The person is not changing. So what do I do now? So they, they, they also want an answer. So I think the, the, the completing this study and getting that platform was like the first leap in and, and, and listening to the results, we were just thrilled. Me and my partner, he was also involved in the study and he actually kind of kick-started the study before. Um, and then I took over because we are moving to California. So he's already moved and, and, and I'll be joining soon. So we were just like, oh, we had, we had a little party. <laughs> Yeah, that night when this when I shared and I kept giving you updates about it, uh, but it was again when you like you know how you like some dessert like you like you like like this lava chocolate cake. I had I had this chocolate decadence lava cake, and that Your night that was, that was my celebration. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Clyde was like, you need to go and celebrate to go out somewhere, and I was like. Because I cut down, I have stopped drinking coffee, and then I've cut down my alcohol. 
So, and it was reasons for my reflux because it was causing a lot of reflux. So I've moved on to tea and, um, and I was like, okay, I can go, but what do I, how do I celebrate? And I said, I'm going to pick the yummiest dessert because that's going to be like a high for me. And it, it was yummy and it was good. And we celebrated it with the chocolate, lava cake, decadence, something. I think I'm probably am mixing the name, but it was good. So yeah, that was our study. So we, the next stage, we were just talking that I said to, to Aviana, and I was thinking actually this on my way uh, driving was, how about I see, compare the people who are totally not prepared and then they are just, they don't know what meditation is. They did the study and compare those people with, with, with the group that's already very conscious and aware and already doing um, mindfulness or meditation, let's see how much difference if I use the same audios, same meditation, same voice, same energy, and then I use same questionnaires, the, the scales, um, and we do the same thing for six weeks. And then we see how, how, how does it change people? Does it go up, down? Um, I mean, Aviana was very clear that it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I had my, 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 my left brain was poop, 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 popping up. And I was like, ah, there were a lot of, I mean, we know we shared and we talked. There was a lot of hurdles. It was not easy road. There was a lot of energies um, where there was a point where study just shut down. It was not going to happen. Um, and we talked about it. Mm -hmm. That was the, the, the preface to the, the whole study. There were some, yeah. you know, interjections, what we'll call them. But what was also nice is that I got to um, Zoom with all the staff before they started the, um, the recordings. And one of the things that I shared with you is that my, I knew it would work. I mean, you hope that it works. Uh, but when you see the people, and you see how exhausted and fatigued that they are. I mean, I'm looking through a camera to these people and I can see them and they can see me and they are just uh, completely depleted. And, and so what, what I was praying for was that, you know, sometimes when you share your story, which that's what you share with me afterwards, that there was some similarities with them of their own trauma and that if if someone else goes through that trauma, then, well, maybe they can go through that trauma too. So that was part of the inclination. But as I'm seeing these people, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not going to stick with it because we know the six-week study is we're recommending that they meditate every single day. They, you can't force them, you know, you are not, got, you're not putting, providing a room for them. They completely have to do this on their own, their own free will. And so for those of us that have a practice, you know, there are still times like, Ugh, I don't have time to meditate. But these are people who've never meditated. Mm -hmm. So the odds were against us. You know, they're completely fatigued out. They have no one for accountability. They just have to push something, uh, the play on a recording. They listen to the same thing, you know, every day. And, and let's just pray that it works. So, you know, statistics, I don't know what the statistic is, but um, when you do these surveys, I mean, I think you maybe get 10% back. And to get this amount of feedback back was like, holy cow, these people were experiencing massive shift. And, and so, um, and then when the results, you know, the results that you shared was, you know, significant, it's like, holy, if, if we can penetrate people who have zero experience and are completely depleted, 
imagine the impact that can be if we spread this worldwide. Yeah. 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 And I wanted to add one thing is about the stories. The one story, and I want to give this as an example, and I really wanted to talk about this. Um, we, I wanted to share it first with you. Probably I'll share it here. I feel like how if a single person, and again, this is all about how hashtag Me Too movement or any of these movements, I think they all start, any movement starts with a story and not going just about the big movements, just example related to our study, how Aviana sharing her story. I was so thankful in that Zoom, you shared your story because I do think that stuck with a lot of people. A lot of people are in pain. If you ask the core reason why people are stuck there, be it a mental health patient or be it my staff, though we did the study on the staff, the reason is pain. The we can put bandaged on it, but unless and until you're ready to go deep in and get that pain out, the blood will keep oozing. So that story stuck with them. And now I can share at least out of those 17, three to four people's story. And one of them, I'm going to share it with you. This one, a nurse, she shared with me that, and this is like at the end of the study. And she was like, this was so helpful. And you know what, Dr. I, what I have done? And I'm like, oh, what have you done? So we asked if you remember during the session you did that would it be okay for kids to listen to the audios or do the mindfulness practice. And we said, yes, it should be okay for anyone. So it was so hard, like it was so touching for me. So she is, um, whatever, in, probably in 50s. Um, she is a grandparent, so she has to babysit her grandkids. Her grandkids are just like running around and she says, I never wanted to babysit them. So she did, she put an intention out and she said she already has a small room and I shared with her how I wanted this study to be very ideal and create a space. So she, that story stuck with her. She created a space in her house. She calls it now a calming room. She takes, she loves now babysitting her grandkids. She takes her grandkids, she will play the audio, and then that's how she did the meditation. And then at the same time, she will do the mindfulness practice, which is you say five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can uh, feel. So she did that practice and she would ask them when they would distract after the audio, she would ask them to name five things that you can see. So that's a mindfulness practice you do. And she said, it has worked phenomenal. I love enjoying time with them. And I love um, spending time in a calming room. And uh, she said she, she, she enjoys. And I suggested a few more things like, oh, you can put incense or stuff like that. Um, and how that's one of her stories. There's another nurse who shared how she did this. And um, there was an audio in, uh, on um, day five that stuck with her. And she, 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 a personal story, I don't know if I should share, and probably I should take her permission, but um, she shared that how it changed her. So again, one story, and then a person suggesting an intervention, you can call it, um, it sticks with one person, and now those people who were not talking about anything, they come up with their own stories. And that just was like eye-opening for me that each of us are so valued. 
with medications or with any kind of disorder or I many times call it labels, um, we really keep them at the same pedestal and be like, okay, all of you are getting this. Not knowing where they're in, what their individual journey, what their individual pain level, what their individual uh, sufferings have been and what they've been through. And you just feel like with that Band-Aid, you can cover everything. I don't think you can. Because if you sit down with these people, they have such unique stories that needs probably unique meditation catered toward them. Like this, today you asked me, do you want clarity? Do you? <laughs> right, right. You, you got on the chakra bed and I'm like, what is it that you want to intend? You're like, clarity, <laughs> which is why you saw probably the yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I had some visions when I was doing my, the chakra bed. So I just shared it with her. Um, so I do think it's, 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 it's kind of, to a point where Western medicine is at a point where um, I know it's okay to give medications to an extent, but they need something more because you need to hear the story, what that their story is and what is that telling you so that you can offer probably, okay, this person needs more clarity, more uh, self-love. So let's play self-love audio of meditation or provide them with these resources that they can practice self-love in their surrounding along with the treatment or then because the treatment is fine but if there's no healing they're not gonna it's they, 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 they're not gonna change um which is i see is the biggest i but i do feel things are changing when people say that the western medicine it's 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 uh, it 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 is kind of in a space, but I think I feel like there's a lot of other people with the light coming in and kind of like showing Western medicine that uh, it's time you need to you need to integrate or you need to bring a change because I'm telling you there are psychiatrists and there are physicians who are kind of getting tired of the same pattern. You can talk about opioid epidemic. You can talk about now it's becoming crystal meth epidemic or any epidemics. So there is this, 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 this irritability and frustration, which um, it's hard to explain it to them, but it, I think it's changing and it will change. For example, talking about mindfulness meditation, I am pretty sure it's gonna get, like it, it will start getting insurance coverage. Um, because there are tons of research, neuroscience research, talking about how meditation changes your brain. And they, they have the proof now. Yes. Yeah, from the MRI and the scans and everything. Yes. I mean, just a simple example, if talking about brain, like uh, uh, if, uh, if I have audiovisual, I could show how brain changes and you guys would be surprised. But one simple thing our brain, it has full of activities, right? Consciousness, you, there is, you can keep talking about consciousness and everybody have their own perspective of what consciousness is. If you talk about science, what do we think consciousness is? Or if you say, I know you can't measure consciousness, but if we say, oh, how do you, how do you measure brain activity, right? How do you measure 
what is brain doing? So if you guys would have heard, there is a technique called EEG, right? Um, so you put those on your scalp and then the brain reads that, the, the machine reads how the brain activities are. If I simplify it and I'll connect it with how mindfulness meditation or meditation and that is enough research now. So it's in books and all the physicians and the science world accepts it. So simply putting it down, there are four kind of waves in our brain. Alpha, beta, delta, theta. Okay. Alpha, to, to start with, alpha is closed eyes. And, um, and I'm, I'm not seeing anything and I'm not distracted much. And so it's like a slow wave. And as soon as I open my eyes and then I get distracted and my mind, like there are so many things around me, that's beta waves. Okay. So what is going on is, so I'm going to focus on these two. Delta theta comes when you are asleep. They are a little bit more deeper. So let's just focus on alpha and beta. And so this is alpha. You open, this is beta. They did six to eight weeks, but always, always, all the research has shown you need at least six to eight weeks of consistent mindfulness meditation. They put people in the study, patients and other common people, and then they wanted to see how the brainwave changes. Does it help? So as I explained, alpha is eyes closed, so definitely much calmer and slower wave. Beta, you, 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 you open your eyes so fast, and it's like, Again, it's, I, I, we won't go into that, but it kind of like also triggers your stress, the whole flight and fight thing. Um, alpha waves were getting more and more and more deeper and intense when you were doing mindfulness meditation, which is good. Okay, you have your eyes closed. But there are many people who close their eyes, but their mind wanders. But when you practice for six to eight weeks, what they thought, the intensity just worsened. The graph became so dark. So the alpha was going up. That was good. But it didn't stop there. There was something even better. So they said, oh, wow, let's see people in their awake state or like the eyes open state. And if they were going through this, the, the, the mindfulness meditation, the beta activity decreased significantly. So what they said, it not only so the brain activity is it's not just affecting when your eyes are closed, but it is also affecting the phase of your brain activity. So it's decreasing that all that noisiness and loudness all around. So that's just one example of the brain activity. You start going into, like you mentioned, the fMRIs. Um, the, 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 the biggest and the most amazing thing was there is a center in the brain, you call it memory center. It's called hippocampus. People who kept doing um, eight weeks, eight weeks, eight weeks of mindfulness meditation, the thickness of that center just increased. So that your memory improved. And now here, when I'm talking about memory, I'm not just talking about, oh, what did the memory based on? What did I wear three months ago or whatever, like those memory in the life. It's also about emotions. The emotion center and the memory center, right, sitting next to each other, amygdala. And, um, so that was strengthening. Those circuits were starting to strengthen um, with, with, with the meditation. And um, the hippocampus strengthening was related to a lot of increase 
and better quality of life in those people who were doing mindfulness meditation. And I think I shared it with you. That is, there were few studies, not many, but there were few studies which looked into people taking antidepressants. So what are antidepressants? There is this chemical called serotonin, which is, they call it happy chemical. And it is a neurochemical in the brain. Um, so when you take antidepressants, I mean, let alone tons of side effects on, that you have from them. So they measured that Let's compare that how much is serotonin is produced and it goes up when you take antidepressant and they took a group of other people, which this is a study which a lot of um, people would, would, would maybe raise questions about. But I think it is still important to mention this because of, of these study even being done and being successful. So they did meditation, mindfulness meditation. They had exact same amount of increase in the serotonin level. Yay. So, yes. Yes. And uh, yay, maybe like a big yay. <laughs> so, um, it at least tells us, come on, guys, start incorporating it. I am not telling you if your patient is not ready to stop taking pills that they are taking or they are on, then at least start using these modalities so that at least they can you can cut down. And I have done, I've been a part of some studies on ashwagandha where um, you would add ashwagandha, this is a totally different topic of herbs, so that you don't have to go up on the dose of the medication because, come on, I mean, not even a single psychiatrist would say anything to me when I say this. Most of the psychiatric medication you have the first conversation you start with the patient, you have to tell them what side effects are. You have to because the side, everything comes with a side effect. It's an extra chemical you're putting in your brain. It is a chemical from outside. It is a, new, okay, it's a neurochemical, which is a part of the brain, but it is an outside chemical. So, and, um, so it was just amazing that how that there are studies coming out now of the meditation and then whole i think it's not just meditation it the papers are very when we talk about scientific papers and reviews we really have to focus on one thing like cause and effect oh i did this it causes this but i think when you like for example you wanted your son to be here today right so it does not. But when you take an antidepressant for me, would you want that to be given to your son? Never. You would not want him to touch that pillbox. But when you take meditation home, you want to give it to everyone. And if you, even if you don't want to, it will still trickle down to everyone in one way or another. Osmosis, right? Energy. Osmosis, absorb, 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 absorb. It's good energy. It is. It is good energy. I mean, yeah, it, it is, it is, it, the good energy is, it's, it just, I mean, you would feel when you walk in the studio. Yeah, well, and that's something that, you know, I've been in session all day today, and there, um, every person that came in today was a new um, person, a new perspective, so they'd never been in the studio before, mm -hmm. and so... We had some people come through the front door. We had some people come through the back door and they would just you. We like to watch, you know, their their face and they just come in and go, oh, you know, because it's they can feel that they can feel that presence. And they said, well, what is it that that you do here? You know, what is it that I'm feeling in here? And I said, well, it's 
the energy that's infused in here. You know, you 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 can feel that that presence and that energy. And I will tell you, I mean, this is again going a little bit back in the history, but um, I, I keep talking about Western medicine. Like I told you, I want, I really, I feel, I, I mean, every time, and I've I've actually just been doing meditation, like on and off, still not every day consistent. I was just talking to her about that. I look at my inside timer and today I was doing my meditation and, uh, meditation and I'm like, damn, I didn't do it from Thursday because I usually try my, to hold myself accountable. So I do inside timer and it kind of like uh, adds, like you did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and no Wednesday, and then I didn't do Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Uh, no, I did this morning, so that was a lapse. But I have been pretty consistent for the past couple of years Again, energy. I have been surrounding myself with the right intent. I mean, I was just talking to Aviana. I came in, I felt the energy, and I said, Aviana, I have we have this new house in 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 California now, and uh, one bedroom we have just changed. We just want it to be like a meditation room. Um, we have we have made an intention that we will only uh, allow people who are of the same energy. It's not like out of any ego or anything. It's just it will be a sacred space for us. We will only allow people to come in who have, who share the same energy and same level of uh, compassion and, and in a lot of, we feel comfortable with them. So purposely, intentionally, I got a townhouse where there is a living room and being being a physician and my partner he he's he's a nurse manager so he's in an administrative level you will have people and guests come in sometimes you can't say no to them but i was like i need an upper level where i all we we just have a cat right now but we want to we want to get <laughs> other kids um <laughs> so we will have them up there and so I just told Aviana, you guys have to come and visit us and then kind of like feel the energy and then suggest something to us. <laughs> then what else can we do <laughs> to feel this way? Uh -huh. you, you keep meditating in there. I mean, you, you keep meditating, you keep bringing, you keep calling in all the positive energy, you keep adding. When you are there, we could do like a, a Facebook Live from there with Courtney and she can call all the yeah. <laughs> angels and I love that part when yeah. you guys call all the guides and angels. Yes. It yes. is just so calming. You know, it feels like, oh, they're around me when I'm listening to that yes. Facebook live. Well, and I think that that's a good point because, and I, this has been coming up a lot lately, so this is why I'm going to interject this for a second. Um, people think that for whatever reason um, that, I am closer to God because of my practice. So people say, can you pray for me? Um, you're, I know your prayers work. I, I keep on praying and they don't work. Um, can you please do this? This, I mean, I get, I get a ton of them a day and I, I say this, I repeat to them, I'm not any closer to God. Um, however, I practice a lot. I listen a lot to God. And, and so it's, it's, um, Going back to our story and pain, we all have a story. We all have pain. We all have experiences. But if we're not, I think so many people have seen pain as shame or pain as guilt. And I think I feel that this epidemic of pain, that's it's almost cultivating to the surface where it's becoming increasingly painful. And we just want to push it down. We want to push it down and we want to push it down some more. And we're now to the place where it's just like, you know what? 
I'm not going to push it down anymore. Mm-hmm. The only way, the only way to move it is it has to come up and out. Mm-hmm. And we, we as a culture have been to suck it up, you know, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. And it's like that those days are over. Those days are over. Yeah. And that's why I said when people many times being a psychiatrist and being a person of color, uh, you get this and you go to these conferences and stuff and people always ask. And when you go to a a place where you want to talk about spirituality or you want to talk about meditation and you want to talk about bringing that mainstream, people will be very immediate to say, well, so what do you think? Where is the world going? Like, you know, where do you see like this? But I just take a pause. And then again, I feel if you pause before answering, if somebody is like coming on to you with like anger and all other negative energy, that pause helps you to respond than to react. Um, So it's amazing. So I, I always pause and I just say one thing and I say, and it has come to me many times and I say, I am, I think I'm very hopeful. Because what's going around in the universe? I don't think it's going downhill. Like you said, I think it's going towards a positive direction. Why did the Me Too movement not happen when all things were happening like years and years and years ago? Why are people now ready to, 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 to talk about that pain? It is all. I feel most of the, the problems that we have right now is trauma that you've been through. And it's the pain that comes from that trauma. It's just people are now trying to acknowledge that, yes, there are ways other than opiates, addiction, alcohol, if you want to go deep into it, sleeping too much, or, or even going and just spending your time somewhere where you, don't, you should not be. Like being addicted to those five sensory things there is something else that I can tap into. And that's the only pathway that I can tap into my pain. And that pain will become like a sweet pain and start coming out. And then you'll be like, oh, well, I feel good. Like I was floating today on that chakra bed. <laughs> that, oh my God, I feel like good. <laughs> and yeah, because it's opening all those centers for you. Yeah. So it's interesting how many times... Um, and I just presented our study at one of the really big nursing co- um, convention. Um, and I talked about, and I said many times about uh, how meditation and mindfulness meditation, these are all professionals sitting there, uh, is not a woo-woo anymore. And um, feedbacks were amazing. The, this lady came up to me and she wanted to, she talked about Eckhart Tolle and she was talking about, have I ever heard name of Eckhart Tolle? Or have I? <laughs> she, t- she wanted to tell me about power of now. And it was uh, just amazing. I'm like, girl, I think I was mistaken. I would have been talking about those topics because I purposely did not pick because I didn't want it to be too much for everyone out there. But again, I, if you talk, it's a lot about, um, it's, I think, the pain thing and the stress or the trauma these things are so interwoven and inter- interconnected that stress is, again, the trauma, long-term trauma, trauma, trauma. The st- stress started when the trauma started, probably, which is when you were born and then the environment that you were in. But I can best 
explain that stress and it was so effective and I want to share that because um, again, I really rely, like Aviana said, in observing and listening to people. I love getting feedbacks and I love listening to what somebody has to say. And it, it, it was amazing. One thing which I mentioned in during my talk was about chronic, chronic stress. And I talked about flight and fight and how it affects your body. Um, but I mentioned about how the chronic stress if you want to visualize, because there were questions that, you know, we, we, we work in an environment that we will be stressed. How do you define it? It's like chronic stress is something you are at your home. And I like giving examples. So it's like those dust. Like, do you know those little, little particles? If you're cleaning, for me, cleaning lady, if she doesn't come. For some people, they can clean. I, I, I'm a mess in the, in the, I'm working on it. I should not say that. Yeah. I have to actually work on in taking out the negative words from my dictionary. But sometimes they're like, they release that stuff and you say them. I feel, I mean, personally. Yeah, you know, like, like, oh, BS. I wouldn't say the full word, but it just helps me release. So let's, I don't want to change the topic, but those fine particles of dust, which falls on your cabinets or on your, it is like that. And this stress, what it does, oh, it triggers that fight and flight nonstop. And I, 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 and, 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 and it, 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 I don't know why people just, it's just self-reflection on yourself, self-reflection where we have come from and where we are today, it is so important. In Stone Age or the, what was there? P people would go out, they would only be stressed when a lion is in front of them or a deer is in front of them and they activated their flight and fight response and they had to fight, right? They activated the stress response, helped like a rush of all, all the chemicals it helped them, they brought back home the animal, and they were fine. Right now, we are always stressed. Oh, my wife warned this, my husband warns this, oh, my kid has to get up and go to work, oh, my boss is not good, oh, I hate my job, oh, I don't love where I am, oh, my God, now this food, I don't like the food that I eat. It's a constant state of stress, and this is proven that how much stress, we are like every day, we are soaked we are like taking bath every day in those, in those stress chemicals. They are at surge every day. Again, so mindfulness meditation helps you to pause. If we don't stop, and again, where does it affect? It only does not affect your brain. The, 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 the biggest kick I got when I shared the example, so I had this slide and I talk about how chronic stress can affect your skin. And... Uh, so when I talk, I usually do not go by like a script or a line. And my partner, he always mentions that, oh, I know you're not going to be anxious about talking because you just go with. And I, I usually use examples, which I will literally get my comes pops up. And um, I'm sharing it for this for the first time. I didn't share it at the conference. There was this lady sitting there and she I could see like I played your audio and we did meditation during the lecture during the conference during my my, my which my, one did you play i'm just curious uh, num day one hello everyone i'm so excited to begin this journey with you so let's begin begin to sit comfortably 
chin slightly tucked towards your chest, floating your eyes closed, and just beginning to breathe. Creating space, just allowing the body to become still. Breathing in, you're aware you're breathing in. And breathing out, you're aware you're breathing out. Becoming aware of the coolness move through your nose on your next inhale. And the warmth of air move through your nose on your exhale. Mindfully breathing. Breathing in the life force that's available to you and breathing out any tensions or frustrations. Breathing in a sense of peace and clarity and breathing out what no longer serves you. Breathing in energy and vitality. Breathing out frustration and exhaustion. Simply becoming one with the breath. Mentally affirm, I am one. I am one. I am one. Because I wanted them to kind of like just get the intro. Um, and it was two minutes because I was not expecting these this crowd to, to last longer. And this lady, and uh, I don't even know her name, um, was it just, I don't know why my, like inside, I kept getting like attracted to her in a way that her energy and her energy was very distracting because she was not paying attention, <laughs> but it was, I don't know why it was very attracted to, to me. And then she had like, like a lot of makeup and I'm not saying I'm anti-makeup or you should always do what you feel good with. Um, but she was just so distracted that her energy was, there was something in it. And I, it was so amazing. So I talk, I'm talking about the skin and I'm talking about how if you are stressed, so your, your stress levels is high, your stress hormones are high. What they do is they start dehydrating your skin. And I mentioned, and I was like, no offense to any of the ladies in the crowd here. You can go ahead and try as much moisturizer on your skin or as much product you want to put on your skin but if you are stressed the stress chemicals are high your skin is gonna be dry and it is gonna you're gonna start aging earlier and I saw her light eyes like lit up and I got her attention and I am telling you I never thought of this example before I, I usually never prepare too much for any of the talks much. <laughs> 
And it was such an example that that I was like, oh, well, I, and I never, then I was never even like distracted by her. And I was like, well, she was, and then they're on and she was spot on and she was listening. And I looked at her a couple of times. I am a speaker. I never like look at like people say, oh, if you're anxious, look at wall. I love having like eye contacts. And um, it was amazing. And I felt really good that at least I brought one soul back and, 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 and she was able to pay attention um, to it. And it's amazing the stories and feedbacks that after the end. So this whole lecture was on uh, Aviana's, the, 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 our study of or the, the mindfulness meditation and about stress. It was a lot of focus on stress and trauma. And the feedbacks were amazing how this one woman shared that now it makes so much sense and she should, ma she should go ahead and do, do more of meditation or mindfulness, practice mindfulness because she has been dealing with chronic illness. So any chronic illness, mental, medical, oh, that brings us to the second study that I've been working on is I am actually doing blood works. I've been doing it for past one year. There is a blood level. If you go to your, if you have an integrative or a holistic physician, I would highly recommend to get your CRP level checked. It is a, it's not a specific blood test, but it tells you that if you have a chronic disease, then how bad is that? It could be any chronic disease. It could be a medical condition. Mostly the physicians use it right now for medical condition. So the, the, the study that I'm working on is I feel even the mental health illness or all different types of depression and bipolar and everything is an inflammation of the brain. 100% agree with yes. you. You know, um, so I have an integrative doctor. Mm -hmm. And when I was going through uh, my autoimmune situation, autoimmune. Which is when Western medicine does not have an answer to something, they'll say it's autoimmune. Yes. Which we all know and we all accept that. Yes, yes. So, um, which I got answers since I went to non-traditional medicine. And uh, she... I had inflammation, you know, gluten toxicity, uh, heavy metal toxicity, and there was no thyroid issue. There was no diabetes. You know, there was none of that, which is where traditional medicine wanted to take me. And I'm like, that's not what's going on here. There's something else that, that I knew what was going on. And so we uncovered it all. The biggest thing which I found fascinating was the heavy metal poisoning, and which was environmental. So, and I, you know, we didn't never lived in Flint, so we didn't have, so it's just like how in the world did these toxicity rates get so elevated? So she takes, you know, 17 vials of blood, you know, because they ran every test under the sun. And she gets back everything and she's like, I want you to know that you would be a hot mess if you did not have your practice. Um, because she's like, your blood work is beautiful. So all we needed to do was change my food. That was it. We, I, there were, she, didn't, she didn't reference one medication. Um, there were some adrenal supplements, but there was nothing that I needed to do from it. Um, from a chemical state. And uh, do you know what adrenals do? So adrenals are glands which are sitting right top of your kidney. So kidneys renal, uh, ad, things sitting on top of is adrenal. What do they do? They have all stress hormones. They're, all their job is 
by five senses, when you see, hear, or feel, or smell something, they send a signal to inside your brain, and I'm not gonna go into details of the center, but there's center in the brain, which is again, um, in, 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 if you are too many, you talk about spirituality and stuff, we, we talk a lot about hypothalamus and we talk about third eye and the, um, the stuff, and they are connected to that pituitary gland, and, and all these glands are very, very, very pineal gland, okay. is very connected with, with the spirituality. So that's a different, whole different topic. Um, but it goes there, the signal goes there from outside. And then where does it go immediately? It goes to those adrenal glands. And it, it says, okay, I want like pituitary and then some hormones are produced and they produce the steroids, the, 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 which we talked about how it was so fascinating that when you are working, your stress level is down. Down. Yes, and that was another thing too because she couldn't she couldn't under I was a, a new case for her because you know I told her everything that I had done and she's like, you know, and it was with weight. I'm like, I can't seem to move this and she's like, well, let's do so then I did the saliva test and the hormone test and all the tests and and so um the, my stress levels were <laughs> we did we had to repeat the twice test the test twice because it was inconclusive um so the test originally where my stress would spike as soon as i woke up and before i went to bed i had zero stress throughout the day and she's like there's got to be something wrong with this so we took it again and the same exact thing. She goes, what is wrong with you? And she goes, I don't have a theory. And she goes, do you have a theory? And I'm like, I absolutely have a theory. I said, I, I leave when I'm sleeping, we go home when we sleep. Mm -hmm. I come back into this presence and my stress increases. When I'm tapped in, when I start meditating in the morning, when I'm tapped in, because you have to tap into that consciousness when you go into session. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm done with session, at the end of the day is when my stress spikes again. Yeah. And so so I'm I'm connecting to that consciousness where there's zero stress. And then so when I wake up and I go to bed, I'm in stress. Yeah. Cortisol spikes. Yeah, I wish we all could connect <laughs> that easy. <laughs> that's practice. That's all that practice. <laughs> I know that's what we have been taught. Like practice, practice, practice. I mean, even even if you want to train your I think that's what um, is so unique about brain. We talk about that, oh, you just, I don't think you just have to be right brain. Again, what Aviana is saying, only left side of your brain can do that practice, practice, practice thing. And then what, 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 what kind of like comes out of it is this amazing dance between left and right side of the brain. And that's why the whole concept of right, left and right side of the brain has been kind of like getting to a point that you should not just say that I'm right-sided. You do need your left side of the brain also, because if you don't have that left side of the brain, you won't get the maximum use of the creative side, the innovative side um, of your, the right side of your brain. So it is, it is interesting and it is amazing that how, and now there's enough, enough out there in terms of fMRIs and MRIs and what part of the brain functions, how. And really, if you just talk about trauma, stress, it, is, it has been narrowed down to few things. Your endocrine system, that is your, your hormone system. Your, the system that controls your stress response, the glands that we, we, we just talked about, that. And then the third system, 
um i call it people would call it vv vuvu vava system <laughs> but i think it i call it um your own personalized um system or you can call it uh your people can call it soul you can call it spirit this is that system that you brought you, that it was imprinted in you when you even were born to your mother and father you brought that system within you when you were born you can call it people call it karma people call it soul people call it we call it gen genetics but it's that genetics that carries life after life after life and that is the biggest system because you can change all other systems if you understand that or you start tapping into that part of you that okay what do i need to do do i just need to paint to be mindful and to be in that meditative state so that my hormones and my glands and my other systems are at that lower le level and which is again i think the purpose is that you guys are doing here is amazing to come in and you want their glands and hormones and everything when they walk in here you you cause all those physical symptoms to kind of like go to baseline so people should be really and i was telling avyana i want to find a community to where i can have surroundings like this where i can let all my other physical symptoms to rest only then i can tap into my that third system that i have been carrying and i will always carry even in this physical body or other body that i take or we god knows what what physical or form that's the blessing mm -hmm. it's the blessing that it we're is here like that trillion example that you yes. have it's a blessing yeah 400 trillion to 1 the, the the odds of being here um i just want to share real quickly so um i had a friend who uh, was in the hospital about a week and a half ago and i just felt this call to go see her she comes to meditation often and so i was in session until 7 30 at night and i i told chris i'm like um i need to go see her and so um so i went and saw her and uh, I brought my little speaker and we chanted. I'm like, hey, we're gonna chant tonight. And so we chanted and she was all hooked up to all the monitors. And, you know, so we went into our chant and it was a 12 minute chant. And um, I was peeking because I was watching the monitors because we know this works, but then when you get to see it in real life and all of a sudden like her pulse just come right down and I'm like, yes it's working like it's working within a few minutes she yeah. was already in that space yeah. so what one thing i have all we have done and we, we we use that very actively most actively when it's the evening time in my unit the behavioral health unit that we work at and there's this particular nurse she's very 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 like intuitive and inclined and probably we should um uh, she's been asking me to to connect how to connect with you but I have a firm belief, if you really want to connect, I mean, I definitely can, I've given websites and, you know, you'll connect at the right time. And so, um, so she, we have started playing um, the meditation audios. There are certain patients, which again, it's so funny how I met Aviana was again about, she asking me like, oh, I hear voices, I see spirits. And I said, you are delusional. And um, 
it does never happen. Forget that. Yeah, I will never forget <laughs> that. And then it was amazing. You don't tell the second part of the story, actually. The second part of the story is she says that, like, uh, uh, she, says, uh, she says that, and I say, her, oh, we call it your delusional, or we call it psychotic. And then she gives me a, a hug, and I literally tell her, like, I feel like I'm hugging my mom. And my mom does have cheeks like her. And uh, actually, my mom is coming in August oh, to California. Yeah. Maybe you guys should come out around then. Yeah. Um, so it was just like you say out of the left brain, I call it, or judgment or whatever you've been trained in, and you say that. And then this, you have this, your right brain gets activated when you, I, I would say that because I, you hug a person and you just feel something which only your right brain can feel. So it was, um, it was amazing. I do a lot of self-reflection back. So it was even when I meet people who like, who, who energetically make me feel a little bit different. So I was like, oh yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I need to use my right brain more. <laughs> She's psychotic and delusional, and but delusional. she hugs nice. <laughs> she hugs nice. So I'll take it. I'll take it. She made me feel better after that. She didn't. I didn't ask for fees after the diagnosis, but I did get some reimbursement in terms of feeling good. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. It works. And it, so we, what we have seen is um, right now we have a really violent patient who has been there for, I mean, we haven't, we haven't done a study on him, but she's been reporting to me lately for past few, few days and weeks that um, what she does is immediately, he likes listening to music. But at times he gets irritated with music. He's like, like he throws away because we have limited music. We can't, we're not going to bring CDs and stuff for them. So she started doing the meditation audios for him. Like some of the, and it was amazing that how it really, he goes to the calming room. We have this separate room. Where we, um, we don't call it calming though. Call it seclusion room <laughs> or a quiet room. Um, but I, 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 again, power of words. I usually tell um, we all we we try to use a lot of positive words when we are maybe in, you should change the name of that room. I mean, papers I can't, but we call them quiet room now. Oh, okay, yeah, that that's that was acceptable. Yeah, they they won't change it to calming room, <laughs> but yeah, it it's it's called quiet room. But yes, this is it's uh it it helps it 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 calms down and then um, the voices thing. To be honest, I still don't. 200% get it, but things keep coming to me. This morning, I was watching a YouTube video. It is it is it's strange, like how we met and I'm coming today here and I do some random, I do, I only watch, now my intention, I'm working on it. I only watch reality shows. I will watch uh, shows like not I'm going to binge watch them or something is on. I'll watch documentaries. I will watch something that is has really happened. I will watch a lot of like Netflix. You watched Heal a lot. I watched Heal a lot. <laughs> I have watched it like just recently finished it third time. Um, and uh, have you watched the Mantra one? Yes. Have there is a new one also called I Am Maurice. Probably if people who are going through a lot of stress and um, eating disorder or that kind of diet, depression, and um, they sh it is based on yoga. This, there's this very young female. She got her what life What is it called? Back. I am Maurice. That's oh. her name. Okay. That's our next cute. We'll probably yeah, watch that tonight. You will like it. Yeah. It was good. I love the fact that people are exchanging documentaries now instead of, you know, Avengers. No offense against I Avengers. Never, I never. I, 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 
it's I we we're not we're probably he can edit that one. Although I did like Aquaman. He can, but still, I would tell you even when they're going watching movies, I would watch like comedy comedy movies, but I would only watch real the probably the movies that's real. Yeah, Avengers people. I've never watched these stuff, so I never. I don't. I'm, I didn't watch Avenger Endgame too. But they're good. I mean, they're they're good. But I, my point of saying that, because I knew I was going to rile Chris for a second, because he watches all those movies. Um, but I like the fact that people are talking about documentaries now. Yes. You know? Yes. And I like the fact that you, it uh, because you got to watch, because they are addicting. If you watch those, the, 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 the this, sometimes I get a little bit more with my staff because they don't, they can't tell back immediately that you are offending us. But Game of Thrones thing. And then the parties and stuff they do with, with this. And it's not just anything against Game of Thrones. What I want people to know that is you have to really know. And I, I really, I recently posted something on Facebook about addiction. You judge very quickly a person who's addicted to alcohol or a person addicted to any other drug. But when you are watching, binge watching that Game of Thrones, when you could have spent that time with your son and enjoyed that moment and be in the moment, you are missing on that. You are actually. So addiction is nothing more than overconsumption of the five senses and just avoiding the deep-seated pain in there if you can tap into that deep-seated pain and go and address it that's how you address any kind of addiction so thank you for mentioning that because i think that that's very important yeah. even like addicted to social media mm -hmm. addicted to any type of yeah. um it's it's yeah. everywhere yeah it was so in interesting that um i was talking again i'm going back to my some of my talks because most of the content that i really get comes from my talks, again, from the feedbacks, um, was one topic about, I was talking about like stress and factors that cause stress. The one was social media and exposure, how we have like phones and then we just have phones in the hand. And uh, there were a few of these young nursing students that were sitting in the corner. So I really like to scan the room and be like how I can connect with them because, um, it is up to me if I can connect to everyone or if I can't, because um, there is something in me that kind of like keeps me like, again, as I said, attracts me, but it's more of like a distraction that how can you not listen to me? So it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this young students were sitting and um, they were, uh, they were attentive, but in between their energy was like going on and off and on and off. And I'm like, it's like flickering. I can't have this. Can you have a flickering like a light in your room? It just, isn't it like distracting? So it was distracting to me. So I, I kind of see my uh, left brain want to prove a point. So I go to, so I didn't say, so I'm talking about factors, you know? So when I do presentations, there will be medias and stuff, but I use a board most of the time to get attention. And it's not like I'm reading from, from a slide. So I go on social, social media was one topic. And I said to them about how social media is affecting us. We are spending too much time on the phone. And then this lady asks me a question and she goes like, um, well, if you are on call, so she's, she's a head nurse and she has to be on call on the weekend. When you are on call, you really cannot avoid that. And you, how, how can you be mindful of not using your phone when you are on call and you have to see a text all the time? So I'm like, well, that was a smart question, but 
and I, I, I got a point and I'm like, I'm going to answer her and I, I will try to connect to these young students sitting there. And I was like, I totally agree with you. I can never ask you to not check your phone when you are on call because I don't want you to leave to lose your job because I want you to keep your job. But immediately what clicked to me and I said to her, but you can cut down on your Facebook time, Instagram time, and more of what you have would have been seeing some of your daughters and granddaughters. Um, I'm not saying that you are old, but spend so much time taking those selfies. And then immediately I see these group of young girls, like the nursing student, they just burst into laughter and then they, they, they were attentive. So it was so in, interesting, but we do like, a, you see those, um, I don't even have that, but I mean, I have that, but I don't use it. So it's called Snapchat <laughs> and it's all about selfies, I think. It's or, all those filters. Oh my God. Let's not even talk about those filters. <laughs> uh, it is just crazy. But uh, yes, so it's the social media and then overload of these. It's not just checking your phone. It's about the whole thing of those, I think, selfies. If they do a study, there is actually a term called selfitis. Itis means inflammation. Really? There is. American Psychological Association has put down. It's kind of serious stuff. Selfitis is when you are using it. I don't remember, so I'm not going to say the exact amount of hours you spend taking your selfies or number of selfies you take. So it is a pathological condition and they call it selfitis. Like arthritis. So itis is inflammation. When you do it in excess, then it can cause, uh, it can harm your body. Really? Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys get through, like, can come through this. Like, you know how much people share on Facebook? It is, it is definitely a blessing. But I sometimes, it's just um, kind of turns into a lot of, like, ranting and um, releasing, you could say. A lot of releasing, which is not very healthy at times. Um, which, I mean, sometimes I feel like at least they are saying something at a platform, I mean, but I don't know if it's really they, they, they're doing it to kind of release or, or attack. Attention. Attack the tension. Um, a lot yeah, of like but... low energy, like uh, negative energy stuff, which I, I, I keep, I mean, I'm not going to delete Facebook, but I do like Instagram better in that sense. But yeah, social media is... It's, it's, it's the biggest blessing we have. Especially if you're using it for positive purposes. The positive purpose. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe now we open it up to see if anyone has any questions. And all that I do.